come to pass. You don't have the word from God and then you go to sleep. Okay, when you go to sleep, the enemy is walking over time trying to stop the word from coming to pass in your life. And so you don't want to do that. Hebrews chapter 11. So we have talked about in the past, we said you got to receive the word because it is the extent to which you hear and, and meditate upon what you hear, or give study to what you hear. That's the extent to which you're going to, your blessing, God is going to bless you. We talked about meditation because if you keep that word before you, it's what you're going to speak, what is going to be in your heart, and what is going to come out of your mouth. All right, we said you need to have faith and with a clear conscience because unforgiveness will stop God's power flowing in your life. Hallelujah. Unforgiveness will stop the flow of God's power in your life. So you don't want any unforgiveness to stand in your way because unforgiveness is a stumbling block. You can oppose yourself by carrying unforgiveness. And so you want to make sure that your conscience is clear towards God and man. You know, sometimes people say, I'm angry at God. I have a very simple solution. If you're angry at the one who's going to help you, where are you going to turn to? <laughs> to the devil? <laughs> the devil can't help you. He's the one saying, get angry with God. Then we dealt with doubt. I mean, we spent, we spent about, you know, um, the first time I came back again, we dealt with doubt. We dealt with the fact that you needed to bind and lose, bind the devil and forbid him from operating against you and trying to hold back, prevent what, you, what is yours from coming to you, from manifesting in your life. And you see, today we want to deal with expectation and thanksgiving. Expectation and thanksgiving. That's what we want to deal with. Now we start there again from, Hebrew, from Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1 and 2. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, just as it was the substance of things which have come to pass. In other words, if you believe God in the past and you saw the glory of God, you know, faith, the word of God of things hoped for, is what gave substance, or the, what caused that thing to manifest, gave substance to it in your life. Equally, it is the same, the word of God, the Rema word of God to you that will manifest, will cause a manifestation, will bring about a manifestation of that which you have received from God. And it is... This way it became a testimonial of the elders, or by it the elders obtained a good report. And Hatrayan says, now faith is a substantiation of things hoped for, uh, the evidence of things not having seen. For by it the elders obtained witness or a good report. And Hatrayan says that faith is a faith is of things hoped for a confidence of matters not seen a conviction for in, in this were the elders testified of. So you see, faith will, your faith in the word of God will produce in your life what God has said. Remember that you hold on to the word, the word will hold on to you. All right? And the word does not return until it's done what God said it should do. 
So don't forget the until of God's word. All right. So if we if we if we know that, if we don't, if we know that, then you remember, then you realize that there is no way that which you believe God for will not come to pass. And so faith then is a remnant word of God of things we, we have confidence, expectation of hope for. We have confident expectation that that which we hope for from God will come to pass. That hope is our earnest expectation. It gives us faith, gives, gives, you know, gives us the word is the base of our faith, and the word is the base of our hope. The word is the basis, that Rema word you're standing on. This Rema word means spoken word from God or the quickened word from God, is the basis of your faith and is the carrier of your hope. Is the carrier of your faith and the base of your hope. Because the thing you expect is in the very word you're standing on. All right, the thing you expect from God is found in the very word that you're standing on. It is not seen physically, but it's seen in the word. By the bruise I wounded Lord Jesus, I am healed. Now, I may not feel healed. I may not have experienced anything, but that word says I'm healed. Therefore, if I hold on to, which I don't have a, a choice, if, if, you, if you are me, I don't have a choice, I must hold on to that word because it has produced in my life over and over. I am here because the word has produced in my life. Amen. Just this past week. So you hold on to that word, it will produce in your life. Amen. It will not fail to produce. The word will not fail to produce in your life. So uh, I remember when we were in Maryland, somebody said, what if your faith fails? I said, are you kidding me? That means I must have, you know, number one, for my faith to fail, it means that God failed. And God doesn't fail. His word doesn't fail. So if I were to fail, it's not God. It's not my faith. It's just that I walked away from what I know to be true and focus on circumstance. That's where the enemy gets us beaten. Circumstance, he will use it to defeat you. No matter how big the circumstance is, no matter how big it is, I am telling you, it's not big enough for the word of God. It is not big enough for the word of God and your lips that are, are anointed. I'm not talking about just mouthing the word. I'm talking about meditating on this word for the word to come alive in you. And when a word comes alive in you, there's anointing that is available when you speak that word for it to manifest what God has said. Amen. Amen. So then today we're focusing on this expectation because without expectation, then you're not going to see anything. I mean, you got to be pregnant with a miracle for you to expect the miracle to come to pass. And now, now a pregnant mother is counting towards the day of delivery, the month of delivery, because she's expectant, expecting her baby. Amen? Amen. You see, the, 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 the pregnant woman is not going to be saying, oh, I guess I'm going to carry this forever. Are you kidding me? 
It gets to a point you can't carry it anymore. You, you say, I think it's time for this baby to come down. <laughs> so the pregnant woman knows that there is a time of expectation. And in fact, every as the weeks go by, you know, the expectation is built, being built up. So it is as you get into the word and you keep speaking. Remember, I said, if you are standing on a word, look at it morning and evening. Look at just get yourself into that word morning and evening so that you can declare and remind yourself so that you don't get off. Now, I understand that the enemy can barrage you so much that, you know, your fighting spirit is not there. But I can tell you one thing. God knows how to get your fighting spirit back in you. Amen. God will help you put you back on track because he never leaves us and forsakes us. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. So now, let's go to um, First Kings, First Kings chapter eighteen. Let's go and see my friend Elijah. By now you know Elijah is my friend, right? If you didn't know, now you know. There are some people that when I go to heaven, I want to see them. Elijah is one of them. Joseph, David, Abraham. Peter, Paul, all those people that when they go any place, they, they turn it upside down. I like to see them. All right, First Kings 18. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. First Kings 18. Praise God forevermore. So we're talking about expectation. We're talking about expecting to see the word of God come to pass in your life. God spoke a word into your heart, or you <clears throat> into your heart, yes, because even when you read the word, it gets quickened to you, you know, you say, wow, I see this. I never saw this before. That is a quickened word. That is a rema word. So you run with it. And so we want to look at it there. Um, <clears throat> I think from verse 35, if I'm not mistaken. Now, this was Elijah against the prophets of, of Baal, 450 prophets of Baal. And um, actually, we'll start from, from verse 1. 450 prophets of Baal and, and, uh, and 400 prophets of Ash, uh, Asherah. We're talking about earnest expectation. That you need to couple earnest expectation and we're going to then we'll couple that with thanksgiving for you to see the glory of God. With all the other things was to make sure that we are positioned. Now we are in a place where we want to see this thing manifested. We say that you cannot say you're expecting and not expect. You know, was this is okay. You, this is a faith project. This is your faith project, and. Let me say this, to get your faith actually working, you should always be having a faith project. You should always be having a faith project because otherwise your faith is not growing. So you finish this one, you take on another one. You finish one, you take on another one. Then you find that you're growing. If you don't have a faith project, you're flat-footed. 
All right, he, he, uh, First Kings 18, chapter 1. After many days, this is after in 17, Elijah said to Ahab, he's not going to rain except at his word. So three and a half years, no rain. So now, chapter 18, verse, verse 1 of First Kings, after many days, the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year saying, go show yourself to Ahab and I will send rain upon the earth. So Elijah went to show himself to Ahab. Now there was severe famine in Samaria. You hear the word of the Lord there? Go show yourself to Ahab and I will send rain. That is the Rema word. Elijah now is running with that word. Okay? And you find that he goes and, of course, he now says, Ahab, get all the prophets of, of Baal, you know, to assemble in Camel in verse 20, you know, and uh, because now it's going to be a showdown. Maybe I should just read this for completeness. Verse 21, verse 20. So Ahab sent to the Israelites and assembled the prophets at, at, uh, at Mount Carmel. Elijah came near to the people and said, how long will you hold between two opinions? Will you hold and limp between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. If you are Baal, then follow him. If Baal, then follow him. And the people did not answer him a word. The Baal, they, they, they knew not to answer. Otherwise, they'll be in trouble. Then Elijah said to the people, I, I only remain a prophet of the Lord, but Baal's prophets are 450 men. Let two bulls be given us. Let them choose one bull for themselves and cut in pieces and lay it on the wood, but put no fire on it. Put no fire to it. I will dress the other bull, lay it on the wood and put no fire to it. 24. Then you call upon the name of your God and I will call upon the name of the Lord. And the one who answers by fire, let him be God. The God who answers by fire, let him be God. Fire also can be a type and shadow for the miracle you're looking for. All right. Now here was Elijah believing in a now God for a now situation. Verse 26. So they took the book given them, dressed it, and called it on the name of Bill for, from morning till noon, saying, Oh, Bill, hear and answer us. But there was no voice, no, no, no one answered. And they leaped upon, upon or limped about the altar they had made. At noon, Elijah mocked them, saying, Cry aloud, for he is God. He is a God, rather. Either he is musing, or he's gone aside, or he's on, his, on a journey, or perhaps he's asleep and must be awakened. Thank God we have a God who never sleeps, nor slumber. Amen. We don't need to wake our God up. Hallelujah. I said we don't need to wake our God up. When Jesus slept in the movies, in the boat, he was, a, he, he was here as a human being. And they cried aloud and caught themselves, verse 28, and after their custom with knives and lances until the, until the blood gushed out upon them. Midday, midday passed, and they played the, the part of prophets until time, until the time of, for offering the evening sacrifice. But there was no voice. No answer. No one paid attention. Then Elijah said to all the people, Come near to me. And all the people came near to him. And he repaired the old altar of the, of the Lord. Uh, uh, the, old, the old altar of the Lord that had been broken down by Jezebel. 31. Then Elijah took 12 stones, according to the number of, of the tribes of the sons of Jacob, to whom the word of the Lord came, saying, Israel shall be your name. 
and with the stones, Elijah built an altar in the name of, of uh, and served the name of the Lord. He made a, a, a trench about the altar as great as would contain two measures of seed. He put the wood in order and cut the, the bull in pieces and laid it on, on the wood and said, Fill four jars with water and pour it on the burnt offering on the wood. And he said, Do it a second time. And he did it a second time. And he said, Do it a third time. And he did it a third time. The water ran round all, all around about the altar and he filled the trench also with water. At the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice, Elijah the prophet came near and said, O Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known this day that you are God in Israel and I'm, and I'm your servant and I have done all these things at your word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me. That this woman may know you, the Lord, are God and you've turned the hearts back to you. And, and you've turned their hearts back to you. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and also licked up the water that was in the trench. Verse 39, when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces, they said, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. You see, miracles from God, you know, does the preaching that you can spend hours to preach. Because when they see a miracle, when a man sees a miracle from God, he does not need another, another preaching to convince him. When all the people saw it, they said, Lord, he is God, the Lord, he is God. Verse 40, Elijah said, seize the prophets of Baal, let not one escape. They seized them, and Elijah brought them down to the, to the brook kitchen, and as God's Lord required, slew them there. <coughs> God the people to cut to cut to, to, to kill them and, and, and so that they can they can be taken out by the rain that was to come into, into the river. That's something. Okay, that was according to the law of God anyway. He wasn't doing cannibalism. Or just committing murder rather. Verse 41, Elijah said to him, Go up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and, and to drink. Elijah went up to the top of the camel, of, of, of camel that's the mountain, and he bowed himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees. Elijah said to, to, to his servant, go up now, look towards the sea. And he went up and looked and said, there's nothing, there's nothing. Elijah said, go again seven times. And at the seventh time, the servant said, a cloud, as small as a man's hand, is rising out of the sea. And Elijah said, go up, say to Ahab, hit your chariot and go down, lest the rain stop you. In a little while, the heavens were black with windswept clouds, and there was a great rain, and Ahab went to Jezreel. The hand of the Lord was on Elijah. He gathered up his loins and ran before Ahab to Jezreel, nearly 20 miles. So verse 1, we see that Elijah received a word from the Lord. And then, of course, we see because God wants to bring revival, he had a showdown with, with you know, there was a showdown between Elijah and the prophets of Baal. And, of course, we know what happened. That God showed up big and showed up strong. We serve the same God. He answered by fire. This is not natural fire. This is Holy Ghost fire. Because it says that it consumed the sacrifice, the wood, the stones. Natural fire does not consume stones. The dust, natural fire leaves ashes and licked the water that was in a trench. There was no trace of anything left behind. 
to show that God is God. To show that God is God. When God demonstrates his power on our behalf, no man can argue. Mm -hmm. No man can argue. So what I want to see here, you notice here that he's done what God said to do. Now the cloud, the, the sky is as blue as anything. But he said, I hear a sign of abundance of rain. He heard what the Lord told him. He's done what he was supposed to do. Now he wants to see God's you know, rain manifested. Rain fall as God has said. The sky is blue. There's no sign of cloud. He sent the servant. He said nothing. But please notice here that the Bible says, you know, if he, he, he bent down, you know, to pray. I don't believe Elijah said, oh, Lord, send rain. Oh, Lord, send rain. Oh, Lord, send rain. Oh, Lord, send rain. No, I don't believe so. Because God already said he will send rain. Elijah knows the God that knew the God that he served. In chapter 17, he said, Ahab, he will not receive at my word. He didn't rain. He already proven God before now, so he knows. I believe Elijah just now, you know, I began to thank God. Thanking him for what he's done, thanking him that the rain is here that was there, that the rain was so manifest. Because God said, go, show yourself, I will send rain. He has shown himself to Ahab. The prophets of, of Baal have been destroyed. Revival has come into the land. The people are saying the Lord is God. The Bible says that no one calls him Lord except by the Spirit of God. So he's not sitting down there praying some unbelief prayer. Oh, Lord, send rain. Oh, Lord, send rain. No. He said, Lord, I just want to thank you. That's, this is my, my understanding. Thank you for the rain. Thank you for the rain. Thank you for the rain. Thank you for the abundance of rain. Thank you for the abundance of rain. Of course, the rain fell. You see, Elijah, while we're doing this, looking at this, because he did receive the word, so he didn't go to sleep on the word. He gave thanks to see the word come to pass. He gave thanks to see the word come to pass. Amen. 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 Elijah gave thanks to see the word come to pass. No, he didn't, he didn't go on holiday. Because you stand back, the enemy say, okay. I'm going to sell all kinds of doubts so that you can stop believing to see this thing, to see God's glory. Amen. Now in John chapter 11, in John chapter 11, there we find that Jesus, we find that Lazarus, Jesus' friend, was dead. So we see Eli, Eli, Elijah, let's see Jesus here, walking this earth as a man. 
operating this principle for us to see. In John chapter 11, all right, we read there from verse uh, um, 3, when Lazarus was sick, he says, so the sisters, as Mary and Martha, sent to Jesus saying, Lord, he whom you love so was the sick. And Jesus received the message and he said, the sickness is not, on, is not to end in death, but on the contrary, it is to honor God and to promote his glory. That the Son of God may be glorified by it. God did not get glory by Lazarus being sick. God got glory by raising Lazarus up. Amen. Because God, there wasn't the one that made him sick in the first place. There is no sickness in heaven. God cannot give you what he doesn't have. He is altogether good. Amen. The devil is altogether bad. Amen. So now, verse 5. Now, Jesus loved Martha and, and, and her sister Lazarus. They were his dear friends, and he held them in loving esteem. Therefore, even when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he still stayed two days longer in the same place where he was. Then after the interval, he said to his disciples, let us go back to, again to Judea. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews who recently were intending and trying to stone you, uh, and uh, were intending and trying to stone you, and are you thinking, going back there again? Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours in a day? Anyone who walks about in the daytime does not stumble because he sees the light of the world. But if anyone walks about in the night, he does stumble because there is no light in him. The light is lacking to him. Verse 11, he said these things and then added, Our friend Lazarus is at rest sleeping, but I am going there that I may awaken him out of his sleep. Notice there he said Lazarus was sleeping. So he was going to awaken him. A man who sleeps wakes up. The disciples answered, Lord, if he's sleeping, he will recover. However, Jesus had spoken of his death, but they thought he referred to, to him falling into a refreshing and natural sleep. So then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus died. That's the correct Greek. Lazarus died. It's past tense, not Lazarus is dead. He couldn't say Lazarus is dead and go and wake him up. Because that would have canceled what he said before. You can't say this is going to happen. Turn I say it's not going to happen. The correct Greek translation is Lazarus died, past tense. For the sake, for your sake, I'm glad I was not there. I'll, I'll help. It will help you to believe. However, let us go to him. So you see, is you know, there Jesus said he's going to wake Lazarus up because he already made the statement, Lazarus is sleeping. I go there, I'm gonna wake him up. The miracle is declared right there. He spoke the miracle. Now jump there to John chapter uh, to verse 40, to verse 44 of John 11. Jesus said, This is to one of the sisters, Mary. Said I not to, to, to you that if you you may believe that if if you may believe that you will see the glory of God. What happened was before then Mary was telling him that 
he's four days, he's been dead for four days that he will be stinking. Jesus said, Did I not say if you believe me, you will see the glory of God? So verse 41, they took away therefore the stone where the dead the dead was laid. Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you, for you did hear me. When did he hear him? When he said Lazarus was sleeping, I go to that man, wake him up. He said, He did hear me. He made his request. He made his request expecting to see God's glory. He made his request expecting that when he gets there, Lazarus will rise from the dead. From, from dead, rather. He said, I knew that you, you do hear me, all, you, do, you do always hear me. I know that you, I knew that you always do hear me. But because of this moment that I'm standing by, I said it, that they may believe that you did, that you did send me. And after, after, after saying these things, with a loud voice, he cried out, Lazarus, come forth. When he cried, Lazarus, come forth, Lazarus came forth. When he cried, Lazarus, come forth, Lazarus came forth. The powers of, 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 of death could not hold him back. There is a power so strong that makes all the demons of this, of this world tremble. The power of God. The name of Jesus. He said, Lazarus, come forth. Lazarus came forth. Death could not hold him. The angels of death had to let him go. In fact, he was thrust out of the earth. Why? Because Jesus spoke. When we speak in the name of Jesus, the powers of darkness must let go. Amen. When we speak in the name of Jesus, the powers of darkness must let, let go. They cannot hold back that which is yours. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And so, you see, Jesus gave thanks. He said, he said, he said, I thank you, for you did hear me. You, uh, you have to be expectant, and I'll couple that with thanksgiving. Amen. Proverbs 24, verse 14 says, the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut off. My expectation as a righteous, your expectation as a righteous, shall not be cut off. So if it, if it cannot and will not be cut off, then I have to expect that I must see the glory of God. And so with that expectation, I lift up my voice in thanksgiving to God, my Father, because he heard me. Because he heard you. Because, he, you know, he said, I thank you for you, you heard me. I knew. That you, hear, that you hear me always. You always do hear me. You see, you cannot be appreciative of God of what God has said to you and that is bringing to pass. And God says, you know what? You're such a good, a good, a good child. I'll just abandon you. No, it won't do that. Jesus was fully expectant. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus was fully expecting that Lazarus would come forth. Jesus, when he got to that grave, he said, Father, I thank you for you did hear me. I knew 
that you do hear, you, do, you always do hear me. Now, anytime I speak, you do hear me. He is thanking God in the face of death. Because thanksgiving precedes the manifestation of God's glory. Thanksgiving precedes the miracle manifestation. But when he wanted to feed the five times, he took the bread, gave thanks. He thanked God, expecting to see the glory of God manifested. You may be facing a student that looks dead. But as we go to pray, I want you to open your mouth and, and declare that that situation has come alive. And declare that whatever the enemy tried to kill in your life has come alive. Because Jesus gave thanks and declared, Lazarus, come forth. You begin to praise and thank God and declare and speak to that situation to come alive. And it will. In the name of Jesus. You see, in, and I close with, with, with Psalm chapter 50 and verse 23. He says, he who brings an offering, Psalm chapter 50, verse 23. He who brings an offering of praise and thanksgiving honor and glorifies me. And he who others is where I lie, I write to him. Who is where I write? Who, who prepares the way that I may show him to him? I will demonstrate the salvation of God. You cannot bring an offering of praise and thanksgiving and God not demonstrate his salvation for you in your life and on your behalf. So, expectation plus thanksgiving equals miracle. Amen. Expectation plus thanksgiving equals miracle. Over the weekend, I faced a situation and uh, praying and all that. And then, and then I, I, I felt impressed to pick one of my teachings and read. And I go to the end and I see there, Expectation plus thanksgiving equals miracle. Uh, and my spirit leaped on that. I began to thank God. I began to praise and thank God, and the, and the situation changed. Expectation plus thanksgiving equals miracle. It will cause that miracle to manifest. It equals miracle manifestation, rather. It equals the manifestation of your miracle, manifestation of that which you believe God for. When you praise and thank God, God will do what only God can do. Amen. And as we go to praise and thank God, you call for that which the enemy tried to, to, to kill, command it to come alive. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You deserve the glory and the honor, my Lord, as we lift our hands in worship to glorify your name. You deserve the glory, my Lord, and the honor, my King, as we lift our hands in worship to glorify your name. For you are great. You do miracles so great. There is no one else like you. There is no one else like you. For you are great. You do miracles so great. 
There is no one else like you, my Lord and King. There is no one else like you. You deserve the glory, my Lord, and the honor, my King, as we lift hands in worship to glorify your name. You deserve the glory, my Lord, and the honor, my King, as we lift hands in worship to glorify your name. For you are great, you do miracles so great, there is no one else like you. There is no one else like you. For you are great, you do miracles so great, there is no one else like you, my Lord and King. There is no one else like you. Yeah, Branamo, El Apostolo Mande, Yeah, Branamana Ramanda, Yeah, Branamo Ramondo, Yeah, Branamo. Maraba Korobo se Karabakina Makanda Rama Korobo Soto. Mamasa Karabasekina Masuto. Merebo Korobo se Karabakina Makanda. Mamasekera Baseka. Merebo ko mamosekina maha. Rebobo sekina makanda rama korobo seke. Remama sekera baseke nama kondorobo seke. Merebo korobo se karabakina makanda rama korobo se karabakina makanda. Yebrene mo kondorobo se karabakina makanda rama korobo soto. Brenemo kondorobo se karabakina makanda. Yebrenemo kondorobo se karabakina makanda rama korobo seke. Mama sakara baseke nama soto. Brenemo kondorobo seke. Mama sakanda rama korobo se karabakina makanda. Yebrenemo kondorobo se karabakina makanda rama korobo soto. Maraba korobo se karabakina makanda. Yenderemo korobo se karabakina makanda rama korobo soto. Merebo korobo se karabakina makanda rama korobo soto. Yebrenemo kondorobo se karabakina makanda rama korobo seke. Yenderemo korobo se karabakina makanda rama korobo seke. Maraba korobo se karabakina makanda. Mama sakanda rama korobo seke. Yebrenemo kondorobo se karabakina makanda rama korobo soto. Yebrenemo kondorobo se karabakina makanda. Maraba korobo se karabakina makanda. Mama sakanda rama korobo seke. Ye mama sakanda rama korobo seke. Brenemo kondorobo seke. Every dead situation in our lives, every situation, every circumstance, that every situation, decision we face right now, I speak life into those situations in the name of Jesus. Whatever the enemy try to kill in our lives, I command such to come alive 
now in the name of Jesus. I command it to come alive now in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you. We receive. In the name of Jehovah, we receive. Eh, Mama Sakanda Rama Koroboseke. Brenemo Kondoroboseke, Rabakina Makanda. Ah, Mama Sakanda Rama Koroboseke. Yenderemo Koroboseke.